Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast which each week I'm on a one-man mission to not a culture diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast, special guest. Let him know you are, brother. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Uh, my name is Sandro. I'm from Croatia, and I'm a full-time chess coach and student. You may be the first person I've had on the podcast from Croatia. That's kind of dope. Really? Experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's a first. Glad to be 200 here. and episodes. The first wow. person from Croatia. <laughs> Good stuff. Dope, dope. So, as always, we'd like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Sandro, are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listen to in this past year that does not have to be new? Album or song? Interesting question. Uh, let's see. My taste, taste of music is all over the place, but I'm going to go with a song rather than an album. Okay. I'm going to go with Head and Heart. You know that song? No, I do not. Who sings uh, it? So Head and Heart is um, is by Joel Corey and uh, M-N-E-K, I think his name is. Okay. So it, it's a very fun song. So uh has a good beat. My girlfriend's My girlfriend's favorite as well. So always lights, lights up the mood, you know? Okay. When you're in a good mood, it makes you feel better. When you're a bad one, picks you back up. Okay. I've, I've found the song. I will be checking this out. Yep. All right. Question number two. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite pastime besides chess to do? Hmm. What do I do except chess? Let's see. I'm a big fan of escape rooms. Have you ever been to an escape room? No, I've always wanted to do one. They look cool. Oh, you have to try it. It's absolutely amazing. Like I tried it once for my birthday or something. Um, it was a it was a gift from a friend, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. I like puzzles, uh, and I absolutely love it. I like I'm hooked. You have to give it a try. So escape rooms, I'm a big fan of board games. Absolutely love them. What kind of board um, games? Monopoly guy. A uh, bit more advanced. <laughs> Okay. You start well, off with Monopoly and stuff like that, but you move up to uh, really advanced stuff. Okay. Yeah. You got to give me what, what advanced that we talk about. Fatigo, um, um, Risk. Have you heard? Yeah. Something along the lines of Risk. Maybe Catan. Maybe uh, my pretty favorite good. one is Terraforming Mars or Dead of Winter. Those two. Oh, so you're getting into the, like, the really, really complex really, board game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the more complex, the more room I have to outplay my opponents, you know, just like in chess. <laughs> I like that. See, the problem I have with those board games is I don't have anybody to play those with. Like, if they were, like, online, yeah. I could probably play those. But, like, my son, mm-hmm. 16, he's not into board games like that. He's into, like, video games. Yeah, yeah, I'm also into video games. Well. Yeah, so it's, like, really hard cool. to get people to play Catan or anything like that. Even my mm-hmm. brother. I played my bro- I used to play my brother at the Risk. Mm-hmm. And I kicked his ass so many times, like I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I was like, well, I guess we're not playing that anymore. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, you have a lot of like communities online that play board games, and even online, even they meet up in person. There's a lot of you know resources nowadays. Definitely cool. check them out if you're yeah. up for that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Question three, Sandro. What is the dumbest thing you think you ever done as a kid? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see. Dumbest thing I've ever done. 
Okay, I have some candidates. Okay. Um, we're gonna go with. Um, I thought I have spe- I thought I had special superpowers as a kid, which which was very silly now that I think back on it. I used to be able. Uh, I used to think that like I was able to see through walls just a little bit. And I don't quite remember why, but like when I was playing hide and seek with friends, I remember this very very clearly. It was like the funniest thing ever. I thought I had an advantage, you know. When I, when I was hiding, because I, I saw the seeker every time, but he didn't see me. And then, like, uh, it took me like so so long to actually figure out that they see me as well. They're just playing with me. So that was one of the <laughs> stupidest things ever. Um, I, I appreciate it. You're like, quite fun. I thought I could see through walls a little bit. <laughs> like, what, what does that even mean? Like, I can see through the sheetrock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like, the full was- wall. Like half of my uh, head was like behind the wall, half of it wasn't, and my right eye could see, you know, see uh, over. I mean, around the wall, uh, could see them, but my left eye couldn't. And when you put it into one image, it's like, um, it's like very weird. But I thought that it means <laughs> that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> that you were an X Men. That you were gonna go to Xavier yeah. like, oh School for the Gifted. I'm I the can see through wall, Professor X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Question number four. This is a specifically Croatia question. Ooh. Because I know nothing about Croatia. Uh-huh. To a dumb American like myself, if I was to ask you who was the most well-known person in Croatia, who would that person be? Well-known? Hmm. Like Luka Modric? is going to be in the top three, definitely. Okay. Because he plays for Real Madrid, um, very famous football player, but other Croatian people, let's see. There's a, there's a famous Croatian chess YouTuber as well. Uh, for the people that know chess, his his uh, YouTube is uh, Aga the Mater. Okay. That's what his name is. Definitely very famous guy. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can get a third one for the top three. Okay. So what is this guy? And I mean, football players in general from Croatia are pretty famous. Hmm. None of them really come to mind. Like, there's a lot of like I would say semi-famous people. So okay. when somebody thinks about Croatia, everybody tells me, "Oh, Modric." Or Man- Manzukic, as they call him, the other okay. football players. But yeah, those would be my, let's say, top three. Okay. Those are some good choices. I think people will recognize most of those players. And to clarify for people, because like I said, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about soccer. Everyone else calls it football. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we call it soccer here. So, yeah. There you go. To clarify that for people. It's not. He's not NFL. He's not talking about. He's talking about soccer players. Yeah, soccer players. All right. <laughs> Question number five. Zombie apocalypse happened. You go and take five things with you to go out in the world to survive. Your family, pets don't count. They automatically come with you unless you want them to die. Then so have at it. <laughs> so, what are the five things you're taking with you to go out in the world to survive? Do I know what kind of apocalypse it is? Zombies. Like zombie like, let, let, let's zombies. think about 
Let's look mm-hmm. Walking Dead season one. Like right when everything God. goes goes down. Like five items. Yeah. You Anything you want, by the way. Mm, okay. Does it have to be items I own or just general items? General <laughs> items. You don't have to be nothing, you know, because So first of all, some weapon that's not like not ammunition based because they always run out. So like that's a knife or something like that. Okay, that's like an obvious answer. So that's a one of five. Okay, then we have some form of armor. I'm not sure which one because they got bit way too often in Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, all the time. Like lightweight armor so that I can run. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, some sort of yeah, some sort of armor. I guess that's one item. That's food two so water. far. You're doing good. Food and water. I would uh, scavenge for. So I'm happy about that. Like maybe a hammer, so I can build barricades and stuff like that. Hammer's good. That's a good choice. Mm. Hammer you can use as a weapon, and you can build things with a hammer. I'm thinking shelter, food, water, fine. Um, hmm. Maybe I would go for something for communication, like uh, like a horn or something, so that when I when I'm in a safe position, I like on a roof, I can sound the horn for other survivors. Okay, a horn, something like this, or a radio, or something like this. Okay, radio worked. Probably better. Something radio to community. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do radio. And yeah. final one is gonna be. I don't think I'm gonna outrun everything for like hours, so I'm gonna need like a scooter or something. I like that. Um, like a so well, like a um, bike, bike actually. A bike, okay. Bike. bike works. Yeah, bike works really good. I'm I like, in my I channel. I feel like, <laughs> especially on that show, we probably should have seen more bikes in the world. Yeah, like everybody's looking for cars and stuff, but why wouldn't you have a bike? Definitely, definitely. That makes sense. Fuel and then what? Game over. Yeah, I feel like bikes you can just kind of use to go anywhere you need to go. Hell yeah! As long as you know how to use a bike, you're okay. <laughs> definitely. All right, so tell me a little bit about yourself for those who don't know, Sandro. You got all those trophies in the background. That means you're Pretty good at chess, to say the least. <laughs> um, decent, you know? Not bad. Uh, so, what should I say about myself first? Um, well, first, how did you get into chess? Yeah, that's a good place to start. So, my dad taught me chess when I was like six, seven years old, I would say. Like, taught me how to move the pieces and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't bite too hard on it, but like, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> so, it was like casual, something to do on the side. Uh, and in primary school, we had like a chess club. And I was like, sure, I know how to move pieces. Let's give it a try. And then the teacher there, who was like the main guy for chess, uh, saw that I have some potential, recognized something. I have no idea what, but spotted spotted me among the crowd and told me that there's like a chess club that people go to. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I pretty, pretty much liked it. You, uh, We had it like twice a week for two hours and uh it was pretty cool you hung out with other kids and learned some stuff and played some chess and good and then i wasn't about i wasn't serious at all about chess until i was 13. 
Um, and when I was 13, I was I, I really thought like maybe I could make something of this. Why not give it a try? Because I wasn't doing anything else at the time between school and you know chess. So I actually didn't know how to improve. So I literally went into YouTube and I typed how to get better at chess. Not even joking. <laughs> like how to get better at chess, or I maybe I typed how to improve at chess, doesn't matter. But I just started there and I was like, I saw some random videos and something that made sense. And fast forward, you know, five years, I became a more active tournament player uh, with a lot of knowledge. I, I've been playing tournaments all my life and it's very cool. Like you, you get a lot of friends, like most of the friends that I have today are from chess. So if it hadn't been for chess, my life would have been like completely different. It would have taken a completely different direction. So I'm very grateful to have it in my life, not just because of the game. The game is fun, but it's also about the people you meet along the way, I would say. So how does one get into chess tournaments? Because that, that alone sounds fascinating. How does one become good enough to even go to a chess tournament? It's not like it's a Pokemon tournament where you can just show up and, hey, I have my cards I'm ready to play. No, you have to have skills to get into chess tournaments. So how, does this, how does this work? How does he want even, what does he want even start yeah. to get into tournaments? So like many people think that you have to be like at a certain level to get into a tournament, but you literally come there. You just have to know how to play the game. I mean, nobody's going to oh. explain to you how to play chess during the tournament. Um, so you just have to know, you know, what the pieces, uh, how the pieces move, the rules, the point of the chess, how to, how to end the game and so on. So like basic level stuff and you can already go compete in tournaments. So you're, you're not going to expect, you're probably not going to win some, you know, crazy prizes or whatever but you're gonna meet some people have some fun it's gonna be cool so i always recommend to all of my students just go play as many tournaments as possible and don't be afraid of your skill level and um because you, i mean it's never going to be perfect you know it's better to just go for it than to wait for the perfect moment which is admittedly never going to happen how did you become a te chess teacher how does one like even oh, that's <laughs> how do you fathom that that's a good story, actually. That's a very good story because, um, so the thing is that uh, in 2019, uh, at, I think it was July, it doesn't matter. So somewhere in summer of 2019, I was like, I want to get a job. Because what I used to do before that was play video games like eight hours a day or some something. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Okay. Um, so I was like, I'm going to try and, you know, do something. And my initial thought wasn't chess coaching. My initial thought was programming. Because I'm a computer science student, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do my, you know, what I'm studying for." Um, and then I looked for jobs online, and whatever I saw, I didn't, I didn't quite like. You know, um, there was nothing that caught my eye too, too much. And then I was like, "You know what? What if I, instead of find a job, what if I make a job?" That was a very interesting idea. And then yeah. I was like, "What? What am I good at?" And then I realized that I've been playing chess for like the last 15 years. So I was like, yeah, pretty good start. Yeah. <laughs> and uh -huh. You only I, have all these trophies behind you. Yeah, yeah. That's not all. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was a pretty cool story because like when I, when I first started, everybody thinks like when you start something, you're amazing, you know? No, it was literally me on uh, Fiverr. You know Fiverr, the platform? Yes. Yeah, that's where I started. I just created a profile and I was like, hey, I'm going to teach you chess. For like five bucks per two hours or something like that. Holy crap! That's that's how you started. That's how I started. Most people don't believe me when I say that. And but people just true. like, all right, we'll sign up for this. Yeah, most people were skeptical because five dollars for two hours is like free. 
But yeah. the only reason the only reason that it wasn't actually free is because Fiverr doesn't allow you to. So my initial idea was like, I'm gonna get somebody uh, who wants to learn chess, and I'm just I'm just gonna teach them for free because I'm not confident enough to like actually you know charge because uh, I've never done it before. So I wanted to get a few you know test clients, so to speak. Um, but Fiverr literally doesn't allow you to do a free service, and the minimal amount is five dollars. So I was like five dollars for two hours, and some people hit me up and like, yeah, sure, I'd be down to give it a try. Um, and it turned out great, even though um, I mean I wasn't in it for the money, of course. I was in it to see how it worked out, if I liked it or not. Turned out I loved it. Like the re the reviews I got, the feedback I got was absolutely amazing. Like it has always been my dream, my passion to like help people somehow, to help them reach their goals, reach their dreams. And with this, I was actually finding out that I can do that in chess. That is a that's heck like of a, a deal. That's like I, the only I am, thing. I am flabbergasted by this deal. Yeah. Two hours for five dollars. Uh, as I said, I would have made it free, but I literally wasn't allowed to. <laughs> wow! Yeah. To learn then, chess, people, people, chess is not easy to learn. It's not. It's not. But you break it down. You make it. Uh, you make it a bit easier. You know. So I, I, I imagine mm -hmm. the, the buzz started going around about this. A little bit, a little bit. There's a lot of chess coaches on Fiverr, of course. Uh, I wasn't the only one. There's like I don't know. 50-ish people. Yeah, but you're probably um, the only so one charging $5. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when, you try, when you start something new, you got to stand out from the crowd, you know? So I stood out with my extremely low price. So people, even if they were skeptical, they were like, you know, $5, who cares? Even if something like, even if they don't enjoy the lesson, the risk is very low, like $5, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so that's what I was banking for. And that's how I got my first 10 reviews. And when I got my reviews, then people were really starting to see to see, hey, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about, kind of. Uh, back then, I wasn't so good at coaching because I just started, but I was still pretty decent at explaining my thought process, how I see the game, why I see the game this way, why why their point of view is maybe not so good, and so on. Um, so, admittedly, I have a little bit of natural talent as a teacher at explaining stuff. I'm pretty good at simplifying stuff because chess players love to make things complicated. Yes. Like if you've ever seen any chess forum or anything like that, one person asks a question and the other two people that answer it post like paragraphs. <laughs> like, you know, the biggest fucking paragraph you've seen in your life, like a novel. And then I I'm I'm sad to say that I can answer that in like seven words. But <laughs> people love to make things complicated. I don't know. Yeah. So I, for me I, it I was it. it was funny. So so how how does it actually go? Like do you, can they pay the $5? Do y'all go on Zoom and you go over the chess with them? Or do you just go in like a chat room? Do y'all do all, online computer chess? How does this work? So the lesson format is like, uh, so at, at the beginning, I should clarify, at the beginning, it was $5 for two hours. But as as I grew in, um, I, I would say, I wouldn't say fame, but there's no other better, way, better word. Uh, as people knew about me more and more, I increased the price, of course. So okay. uh, at, makes sense. I guess, uh, after my first 10 reviews, I put it up to $5 per one hour. Then after another 20 reviews, I put it up to $10 per one hour and so on. Um, so, so what is that now, now? Now that's based on your skill level. But if you're a beginner, so less than 1200 on chess.com, then that's 40 USD per lesson. That's still a great, a great price, honestly. 
Yeah, that's pretty decent price. So I made it, I make it accessible. So it's like not crazy. It's not something crazy uh, because I want to help as many people as possible. That's my idea. So like I would do it for free, but you know, I got to live as well. Yes. <laughs> I got to make a living somehow. So uh, yeah, that's why. So it's accessible to like most people, I would say. Uh, and you know, the reviews speak for themselves, I guess. That's really cool. So, that is yeah, dope. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So <laughs> continue with the chess conversation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Of How did you so, get all those beautiful trophies? Like, like were you just going to tournaments? <laughs> I like, there's a lot of first place trophies back there. Yeah, yeah they, a lot. Was it like, hey, when you go to tournaments, they were like, hey, there's a cash tries or something like that. How did this work? So, like, depends on the uh, tournament. But before the tournament, the organizers of the tournament um, actually publish like the tournament details, like what are the prizes going to be, where it's going to be played, when is it going to be played how many rounds, and so on, all the details. And then you come there and you compete. And if you're in the top three, you win a trophy like that. And I was in the top three for a lot of times, let's say. Yeah, because it looked like I, you I could have I... been making a living off of chess for a little bit. <laughs> Look at all those trophies. Yeah, yeah. It's like 30-ish trophies and 100 medals, which are in my room. But Wow yeah yeah it's it's very cool so it's over the years so this like here that you're seeing is like a lot of effort <laughs> who do you and, think's uh, been the toughest person you've played in chess against Ooh, that's a hard one i've played many grandmasters so grandmaster the highest highest title in chess um <laughs> and i've played a ton of grandmasters but if i had to name one did you beat one? actually actually uh i did play the world champion magnus carlson heard of him oh you you played the world champion. I in chess? played him once, yes. <laughs> so it's it's another funny story. Uh, it's a quick one though. So I I jump into a game on uh, Lee Chess, which is another chess website where you okay. play games. I ju I jump into a random game, um, and I just play chess. You know, I'm listening to music, vibing, and um, I I don't even look at my opponent. And I'm in a pretty good position. You know, I'm doing well. I'm slightly ahead. And then I look at my opponent and it says, uh, it was like Dr. Drunkenstein or something like this. That's the world champion's actual username on Leeches. And I was like, nah, that's no way. This guy's like a troll. It's like a second account or something like that. And then I go to his profile and it says Magnus Carlsen, FIDE 2857 uh, uh, from Norway, chess TV time, 200 hours, something like that. It's like all the credentials are there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, that has I to be I, I started shaking. Not even, like, I was in a good position. I thought I was almost winning. And then I saw who I'm playing. I literally started shaking. I didn't, I couldn't control myself. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, but that's my toughest opponent, I guess. Like, <laughs> toughest you can get. That means you but probably should have looked at Jack. You probably should have checked it after the patch. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That is that is wild. And he just yeah. randomly just showed up and you just played him and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, randomly match made with like the world champion. Insane. That's like just that's randomly showing. That's like oof. that's like essentially like going to a basketball court one day, playing against LeBron James, not realizing it's LeBron. Yeah, and then you look up and it's LeBron. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> that, that, that is crazy. That's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. Really, really fun. I, of course, I, I screenshot it and I sent it to all my friends, all my students. So I like, 
Oof. That's so it cool. Was so exciting. So yeah, but... let me ask you this question. Cause I, I didn't even touch on this. What's yeah. it like growing up in Croatia? It's such a different oh. I feel like it's so different than the United States. So I'm I'm really fascinated in that. Yeah. I would uh like all in all I would say it's great, but it's hard to know because I, I don't have something to compare it to, you know? Because I only grew up in Croatia. <laughs> so all in all, I would say my childhood childhood was like above above average, I don't know. Like an eight out of ten, if I had to put a number. Okay. What's like, what's the weather like there? Weather is like rainy as hell. Not not in all of Croatia, but I live in Rijeka, which okay. is uh, a city on the um, on the west side, near the sea, and it's it has more rain than London, and London oh. is known to be like the rainiest city ever. Yeah, Rijeka statistically has more rain than London, that's just to crazy. give you like a feeling for it. <laughs> so, so that's. So you're getting like rain like almost every day then. Almost every day, yeah. Now now that it's the um fall season, it's almost every day. Now That's that interesting. I don't know what I'd what it, what I'd be like if, it, if I lived in a place that it <laughs> rained every day. You really gotta get used to it. But uh that's just during the season. In the in the summertime and winter it's pretty normal. Although although the fact that I'm close to the sea means that it's um hotter in the winter and colder in the summer than usual okay like the sea balances it out you know so the climate is pretty pretty good i would say that's that's pretty interesting yeah is chess popular there like is this, is this something that's like kind of big there like huge like you know like here is basketball football baseball those are the sports people talk about mm-hmm. in croatia is it like okay people love chess here this is our this is our thing yeah yeah so um it's like chess is the main one the main one is again soccer okay um because like we have the the famous people as i said again yes uh but when it comes to like croatian people there's like a very specific um thing about croatian people i don't know why it exists but it does uh everybody like every single croatian person loves the soccer team like when croatia plays in soccer the entire country is watching like without that's a cool fucking note I don't know why it's just like something that Croatian people have no idea why but like me personally I don't follow generally sports I don't it's just personal preference um but when Croatia plays like my eyes are like this you know wide open that is cool that's that's very cool so soccer is the main one but chess is also pretty popular especially because like the legends of chess currently like um, the aforementioned Magnus Carlsen and uh, the other top 10 players uh, play every year in Croatia the so-called great Cre- uh was it the grand Croatia chess tour or something like this they meet up at the capital Zagreb and play a serious tournament and all the Croatian people come watch so that's why Croatia and chess are pretty pretty much connected also Gary Kasparov you've heard of him probably very famous grandmaster i have not doesn't matter uh for the people that are in chess gary kasparov um is a very famous grandmaster and uh he actually lives in croatia i believe or has a like citizenship in croatia something like this so croatia is getting more and more popular as far as chess goes which is obviously great for me so that is really cool yeah i'm uh enjoying it especially with like the um queen's gambit the series on Netflix. That oh yeah, that show boom. was pretty popular. 
that was amazing. And I mean, everybody come back to chess. So obviously, I was very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool to see this kind of fire and how people are learning to appreciate chess in the modern day. Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah. I really like that because chess is like I, I've always played checkers and stuff like that, but checkers is mm-hmm. quite different than chess. Yeah, Ch- chess is the thinking man sport, and there's so many different ways to play and learn. It's, I, I guess you could say it's easy to learn but difficult to master, mm-hmm. and there's so Definitely. many layers to it Definitely. that I, that I just love it. And chess is one of those things that it's fun to watch people play. Like you watch people mm-hmm. who know what they're doing, it's really fun to watch people play. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they play like really fast, people tend to love that. Yes. When, the, when it's like really fast chess and everybody knows what they're doing, but it's extremely fast. Have you done uh, that type of chess? I have. Chess? I have. Speed chess. It's like um, the fastest type of chess is called bullet chess, which is one minute per player with no time added. So like each of us have one minute for the entire game. Okay. Which is extremely like every move is played within a second or two seconds. As soon as you think for like five seconds, it's most likely game over and you lose on time. So wow. Like just so you have an idea of like how that fast sounds that is. fun. So it's like it's very fun, yeah. When you see people like uh, on Twitch, on Twitch.tv, like stream chess, they're most likely streaming fast games because nobody likes to watch slow games where like people take 45 minutes per move or something. So that's why fast chess is like really taking the scene now. That actually sounds really interesting. L- let me ask you this. Have you gotten to the Twitch game with chess for one? Uh, I've, uh, I've actually tried it. I've tried streaming on Twitch for a little bit, but uh, it's a bit time, too time consuming for me. Like I run a very tight schedule with my coaching, with my university, with uh, other things that I'm trying to do as well. Hard to balance it out, but uh, if yeah. I had more time in my day, <laughs> I think I would. It, it seems like a lot in terms of like um streaming with, in terms of chess because you have to. I guess I'm assuming you stream the board. Yeah, have to set that up instead of how to play and talk to the audience. It's kind of a not an easy thing to necessarily do. A lot of stuff, yeah, and play music as well in the background for like cool content and stuff like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. So not my, personally, not my uh, cup of tea, as they would say, but I've seen a lot of players have great, uh, a lot of uh, streamers have great success with it. And it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. So how long have you been, te- can you teach at the university now, right? Right. right. So um, there's like two separate things. So like my university is um, just me studying computer science, but my teaching is like this, like one-on-one. Uh, personalized online lessons. Okay. That's sort of the idea. Have so, you... like, I've been doing that for like three years, I would say now. It's oh, that's cool. Three and a half. Have yeah. you ran into somebody that, like your teacher before, that, that brought you into the game that you said, you know what, maybe you should pursue this a little more? Yeah, yeah. One of my uh, first clients, actually, I remember the uh, person, uh, their name was Carlos. And Carlos told me that I have great talent for this and I should keep going, which really, really inspired me. I, like, I remember the dude's first name and I haven't talked to him in three years because we just worked for six months. Uh, but 
so, some people like this really fuel the fire, I would say. And when I get one of the best feelings for me personally, like this is what keeps me going, is like when you wake up and you get a message from one of your students saying, I finally broke this rating barrier on um, on chess.com after like six months of trying with your help. I, I uh, Without your help, I never would have done it and so on. Like that really brings me joy. That's like awesome. I, It's an undescribable feeling. It really feels like, you know, I'm on my purpose, so to speak. Okay. But uh, one of the greatest things. Let, let me ask you this. For people who are looking to get into chess, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? Where should they start? How to, like, because a lot of people out there don't even know how to play, don't know what the pieces mm -hmm. do. So, what, what, where would you tell them to start at to learn about chess? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just going to break it down in steps because steps are nice and easy to follow. So step one is just going to be find a chess website that you love. So the main ones that you should know about are chess.com or leechess.org. Those two. Create a free profile. Um, it's totally free. And from there, you have uh, both of those sites feature a learn section where you can literally learn um, everything that you need to know. So if you've never seen chess and don't even know what it is, uh, th these two learn uh, options will teach you everything you need to do to start playing a game of chess and understand um, how the pieces move, why the pieces move, uh, what's kind of the idea of chess, how to win the game of chess, and so on. So on uh, leechess.org, let me pull it up quickly. On leechess.org, you have a learn button at the top. You hover over it, and then it says chess basics, and you click on that. And it introduces you to all the pieces, all the fundamentals of capturing pieces, protecting your own, checkmating, and so on, how to set up the board, everything. And once you're done with this, with all these exercises, you can literally jump into a game and, you know, practice. Or you could get a, a coach, which will save you a lot of time because a coach will literally guide you through the right path. So instead of going by trial and error and randomly trying to figure out where you should learn, where you shouldn't learn, and so on, um, it's much better to get a, get a coach who's just experienced and who's gotten people to your uh, goal before. So whenever I start working with someone new, I always ask them, hey, what's your goal? Uh, because everybody usually has a goal, whether it's, you know, I want to reach 1,500, which is a rating, or whether it's I want to beat my neighbor, Mike. Everybody has a, like a goal, you know? And uh, it's nice to have a goal. So that's why a coach is very important. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Final question, but final question with layers. Ooh, go let's, let's talk about it. One of my favorite aspects of chess is the chessboard. Mm -hmm. And why I say that is because there are so many different variations of chessboards you can get, so many different types of pieces you can get. Like one of the ones I want to get that I haven't gotten yet, I want to get a Transformers chessboard. I love Transformers. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some really cool ones. So my question mm -hmm. to you is, are, are you collecting chessboards? Is that your thing? What kind of chessboard are you collecting? What kind of chessboard do you normally play, play on? What's your chess setup looking like? Okay, okay, fair enough. So when it comes to like actual chessboards and pieces and stuff like that, that's not something I've paid attention too much. Uh, my first chessboard ever was like a little wooden that you have to flip if you know. You have to like well, exactly flip it open and like the small tiny pieces, but it worked well. So I was like, yeah, cool. 
And then obviously, as I've gotten into real chess club, I saw what the quote unquote usual or standard chess boards look like. So it's a nice big board. Um, and uh, the pieces are quite large, makes it easy to grab and play and, you know, like the wood um, pieces you talk about, pretty yeah, the or the okay, wooden ones, take a big plastic as well. But it's important, like maybe um, the most important thing is like they can fluently play the move. I would say that the motion of playing is fluent. You don't have to like you know barely drop it on the square or you know something like this. So uh, as far as my chess boards go, I actually have, hmm, I'm wondering where it is. Maybe it's somewhere around here. Hold up. Uh, give me five seconds. Oh, be my guess. Just to get. I'm always interested board. in this. Yeah. I want to get chessboard. I think you got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so I got this as a gift. It's actually a silicon board. It's very cool. Okay, I like that. That's one you can kind of travel with too. Hell yeah. You can like crumple it up and everything. The fact that it's silicon means I can literally do this and it, it doesn't leave any marks or anything. That's great. That's so a really good cool. board. Yeah. And pieces also come in a nice bag. This is some, you know, very cool bags here. All comes in a nice little box here. So this is best chess set ever. Was oh, that's what it's called? Yeah, it's not, it's not what it says. I'm not sure if you can see it there. Yeah, that looks cool. That's the cool best. Chess, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the one. Uh, let me see if I can turn on another light here for you. Oops, wrong one. Okay. Sure How much stuff like that cost? Because that look like some people might want to get into. Hmm. Not sure about this one. Also, do you have any chess sponsorships? Let's get get you some money if you got some sponsors. You <laughs> sponsor some chess board. Let's. Uh, don't have any like sponsorships but i am creating like um t-shirt chess thing i guess well let's talk about that that's perfect yeah that's one of the things that i mentioned i do on the side um next to my studying of computer science and uh, chess coaching so i'm actually gonna share the um instagram page with you it's called chess coaching tees chess coaching tees people Yep. Let me show you the link on Instagram. Uh, and I just create, you know, pretty cool designs sometimes. Most most common, uh, they're like puns and stuff like that that have to do with chess, and I put them on, like, a shirt. Um, I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice gift for your chess friends. <laughs> um, or, or, like, if you come to a tournament in one of these, you're going to get some good reactions, make some friends, probably. Pretty cool. Like, see the shirt that I'm wearing right now? Yes. It says 4Q. That's a chess joke. <laughs> it has I like chess it. pieces on it. This was actually a gift from my sister. It wasn't one that I created, but uh, chess, chess stuff is cool. If you're into chess, then uh, get a shirt or two. It's going to help you out in uh, making uh, friends. <laughs> that is pretty cool that you kind of found some different ways, different outlets to kind of do that. I think that's dope. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. That's one of the things I like to do on the side. Dope. So, Sandro, let everybody know where to find you. This has been dope, by the way. Had a blast. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, where am I? Well, I'm on 
just about every social media you can imagine. But my main one, I would say, is Twitter. I try to post daily instructive content there. So if you're into chess, definitely check out, uh, like you can just go to my profile and just scroll down for a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I make tiny, you know, bite-sized instructive posts. So Twitter is my main one and it uh, it's lion chess underscore coach. Perfect. That's, that's my Twitter. Um, yeah, you could just, um, you could just contact me there. As far as other ones go, um, I'm active on YouTube. Not as much as I'd like to, but it's going to pick up very soon. As soon as I get some time. Also, Lion Chess on YouTube. That's kind of my uh, that's kind of my my handle for everything. Lion Chess because of the mindset. You have to have the lion mindset when you play chess. I like it. Just, just fierce strike at your opponents. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. If they wanted to hire you to be their chess coach, where would they go at? They would go through Twitter. Uh, Twitter DMs are always open. And uh, just let me know, you know, uh, where you are in chess right now. How much did you learn? Uh, how much have you been playing? What's your goal? And I'd be more than happy to help you out and guide you in the right path. I like it. That's dope. Man, yeah, thank you for awesome. coming on, Sandro. Man, I, I definitely got to have you on again to talk about <laughs> chess, Croatia, and all the things. Dope. I'm definitely open. Thanks for having me. No problem. As always, Delvin Cox Spears, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you want more content, go on patreon.com slash Delvin Cox Experience. There, we have exclusive shows, exclusive interviews, and a lot more stuff, including Hard Answers with Jody B. And we also have the D&D podcast with my son, Delvin Jr., and On Shuffle with Mike Fowler. Special shout out to Patreon producers, Mikey Famine and Ghost Rider UK. Last but certainly not least, check out All Blurred Everything anywhere you get podcasts. I'm out.